down goes Reggie, down goes Reggie. And Penn State says not so fast on the funding proposal in the House. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Thursday, November 2nd, and this is being recorded at 9.42 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started. Pennsylvania cannot force power plants to pay for their pollution under a Wolf administration rule directing the Commonwealth to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. My colleague Rachel McDevitt has more on a court decision that struck down the climate plan. Commonwealth Court says charging power plants for each ton of carbon dioxide emitted amounts to an invalid tax. That's because the state would be in the cap-and-trade program known as REGI due to regulation, not legislation, and only the legislative branch can levy taxes. Judge Michael Wojcik noted in his opinion that REGI was expected to raise three times the Department of Environmental Protection's annual state budget in just one year. Robert Ruth with the Natural Resources Defense Council says the amount shouldn't be the determining factor. Frankly, the, the amount that is raised is commensurate with the significant amount of carbon pollution that Pennsylvania power plants emit. Now, the Shapiro administration has 30 days to appeal to the state Supreme Court. A spokesperson for Shapiro says the administration is carefully reviewing the decision as it evaluates next steps. Now, Rachel discussed the decision in further detail with our Randy Parker on All Things Considered last night. So we'll pick up the conversation in this spot where Rachel talks about the ruling identifying Reggie as an illegal tax. So that's because the Wolf administration tried to join Reggie through the regulatory process, not through law. Other states in the program have generally joined through a new law, through their general assemblies. In Pennsylvania, only the legislative branch can levy a tax, raise revenue in that way not the executive branch. And so that is why the court ruled that Reggie, because we tried to join through regulation, is not raising money in the right way, doesn't have the right authority to raise that money. And so they say it is a a tax, Mm. not a fee, as the Wolf administration said it would be. Okay. And so how does Reggie raise money? So the program requires that power plants in participating states buy an allowance for each ton of carbon dioxide the plants emit. Mm -hmm. So that means that plants have to really monitor their emissions, know how much they're putting out into the atmosphere. And carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas, creates planet warming <laughs> emissions mm-hmm. effects. Um, and so, and Pennsylvania has a lot of it. We're one of the highest emitting states in the country. And a lot of that comes from our power sector because we make a lot of energy mm-hmm. and electricity and send it to other states. So Reggie would require those power plants to keep track of their emissions and then buy an allowance at an auction for each one of those tons of carbon. And each allowance price has been in the $13 a ton range recently. So it's a it's money that they would have to pay to do business. And that's why yes. some people are equating it to a tax. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wolf administration contended that it would simply be a, a fee, which is separate. Yeah, basically a cost, of doing, <laughs> a cost of doing business, but in a different definition for yeah. them. So they, this is the fee. This is your, you're paying to pollute. Whereas um, opponents to Reggie, and now the court has decided that it is actually a tax on their production. And why did the Wolf administration go this regulation route? There wasn't support in the legislature for this type of a program when Democratic Governor Tom Wolf was in office. The legislature was fully controlled by Republicans. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the Wolf Administration and the Department of Environmental Protection argued that under the Air Pollution Control Act, they did have the authority to regulate pollution and then you know join mm-hmm. Reggie and enact this fee on or tax on emissions. So today's decision, is this the end of Reggie in Pennsylvania? Not necessarily. So the Shapiro administration has 30 days to appeal. It's not clear if they're going to do that. I got a a statement from the administration today that they are reviewing the decision and weighing their options. And what has the Shapiro administration said about this up to now? They've been a little noncommittal. They did Hmm. convene a working group. Governor Josh Shapiro wants a program that targets emissions to clean up the environment, not raise electricity prices, and protect energy jobs. And he has said he's not clear that Reggie does all of that. Mm. He put together a working group on it. They could not agree that Reggie was the best program for Pennsylvania, though they did say that a program like Reggie would be optimal. So let's let's talk about that some. Why is it that some people feel it's so important to take either this action or something like it? We have to get emissions under control um, in the next couple decades to keep catastrophic warming mm. at bay. Um, Pennsylvania is responsible for a large share of emissions, you know, not globally, but in the United States, we certainly are. And so this would have been the most significant thing that Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. had done as a climate action to date. And so environmental advocates and people on the side of joining Reggie are saying, you know, this is what's on the table. This is what we have in front of us now. It's important to take this step now and Mm -hmm. then continue to do more in the future. That's our Rachel McDevitt talking with Randy Parker about the latest court ruling on Reggie. Well, the four state-related universities are a step closer to getting delayed state funding. But Sydney Roach, with our partner WPSU and State College reports, there's one catch in the state house bill that has some universities concerned. It would provide funding to state-related universities, which have been waiting on state subsidies since July 1st. But the bill would require universities to freeze tuition for the upcoming school year. A Penn State official says the university has already frozen tuition for all in-state undergraduate students on Commonwealth campuses for both this year and next. The official says the tuition freeze would apply to all students and equate to a $54 million cut. Tor Michael McCartney is the chief of staff for Representative Scott Conklin, who voted to approve the bill. He said the provision to freeze tuition is unfortunate, but a needed compromise to get enough Republican support to pass funding that is now four months late. Penn State University has been waiting since the summer for the appropriation. We have employees that are held in the balance. It's just no way to conduct business. Now, in total, House Bill 612 would give state-related universities, Penn State, Pitt, Lincoln, and Temple, more than $640 million. It now heads to the Senate for consideration. And the state attorney general has filed criminal charges against natural gas company Equitrans over a 2018 house explosion in Greene County. Julia Zenkovich is with our partner WESA in Pittsburgh, and she has the details for you. A couple and their child were injured in the blast. They sustained serious burns and their house was leveled. Attorney General Michelle Henry says Cannonsburg-based Equitrans is accused of violating the state's clean streams law. That comes after a grand jury investigation found that gas from one of Equitrans's storage wells leaked into groundwater in the family's home, causing an explosion. Had Equitrans done their due diligence and noticed the signs of a gas leak, they may have been able to stop the leak before this catastrophe. A spokesperson for Equitrans says the company cooperated with the investigation and believes they have substantial operational evidence that their operations did not cause the explosion. 
So once I shook the chill off from coming into work at Odark 30 this morning when it was like 31 degrees, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that could impact you and your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. School board races have been the focus of many communities across the mid-state ahead of Tuesday's election. But the Lewistown Sentinel reports Juniata County has struggled to find candidates. Two of the five open seats in the Juniata County School District do not have any candidate on the ballot. The school board president says at least two people have launched write-in campaigns and adds he's optimistic the seats will be filled when the votes are counted. And the Lancaster County native is a World Series champion. Our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, notes Texas Rangers outfielder Travis Jankowski graduated from Lancaster Catholic. The Rangers finished off Arizona in five games with a 5-0 win last night. Jankowski was an all-state selection in both football and baseball for the Crusaders and attended Stony Brook University. He has played in the majors for nine years. And now it's time to take another deep dive into how you can help limit the effects of climate change. This story originated from a question from listeners like you who wanted to know, what can one person do about it? Now, how we get around and all the things we purchase create a lot of greenhouse gas pollution. Transportation alone accounts for about one-third of the country's emissions. In the last of a three-part series on what you can do about climate change, we hear from my colleague Rachel McDevitt again, who reports some small habit changes can make a big difference. You can reduce your travel emissions by walking, biking, or taking public transit when you can. But if you need to drive and can't get an electric car... Angela Sanguinetti at the University of California, Davis, says there are some things you can do to lower your fuel use. The less efficient your car is, the more potential you have to save fuel and thus reduce your emissions by engaging in eco-driving behaviors. Those include easier acceleration, maintaining a cruising speed, and avoiding hard braking. Big changes in speed use more gas overall. One big fuel saver, batch your trips. If you can hit multiple destinations in one go rather than leaving your home multiple times through the day to get your errands run. That can help save some gas. Keep your tires filled with their recommended air pressure and avoid gassing up your car in the hottest part of the day, which can cause some fuel to evaporate. You should also get rid of any unnecessary weight in your car, like a roof rack you aren't using. See if your car has features that show your fuel economy. Research shows that this kind of feedback improves fuel economy by about 6% on average. You can use tools like Google Maps to show you the most efficient driving route. And the same goes for flights. Google can rank them by emissions. So if your preferred close airport only has flights with layovers, but you could drive a little further to maybe a bigger airport and get a nonstop flight, you're going to be reducing your emissions by a lot, even considering that car trip or bus trip, however you get to the to the further airport. Whether it's transportation or the things we have at home, like appliances, clothing, or laundry soap, it takes energy and resources to make and power all the things in our lives. Project Drawdown and the UN recommend buying less plastics, clothing, and other goods as a top practice for reducing your emissions. Some stores are trying to make that easier. And... Fill it up as much as you want. Elizabeth Bauer opened Refillism in York on Earth Day last year. 
It's a place where you can bring your container and fill it with household items like cleaners, um, dishwashing liquids, or beauty supplies like shampoos and conditioners, and you only pay for what you fill. Reusing containers saves the energy needed to recycle them and keeps them out of the landfill. We like to keep track of when people bring their bottles in to refill so we can have that quantifiable number we can look at to keep us motivated. People often think of the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle, as solutions to waste. But plastic bottles can only be recycled so many times before they degrade. And many plastics, which are usually made from fossil fuels, end up in the trash. Reduce is often the R that is forgotten. So we have reduce, reuse, refill, rethink, recycle, but reduce is the most important one. So don't run out and buy a bunch of things that you think will make you more sustainable. Use what you already have. One place to start, try ditching paper towels for cloth ones. You might even have old clothes or bath towels that can be repurposed as cleaning rags. Be thoughtful about your purchases. Consider what you really need before clicking Add to Cart. Can I go to a consignment shop? Can I go thrifting? There are so many options. Just really thinking through, do I need to buy something brand new? You can also try to repair things if they break and donate or sell things you don't need anymore to keep them in use. Rachel McDevitt, State Impact, Pennsylvania. Once again, this story resulted from WITF's community engagement reporting. Well, the Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on the WITF YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, I ask that you share it with your friends and on your social media channels, because you can play a big part in spreading the word about the Morning Agenda. All right, let's get to the song of the day. What is the one song you are thinking about today? Reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at TLambert895 on both of those platforms. You can also email me, Tim underscore Lambert at WITF.org. Check out our brand new Spotify playlist for the month. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, November 2023. And I'm going with Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. And that is going to do it for the Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always welcome and appreciated. Be well, enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.